Gather round, kids. It's time for me to tell you a little story. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I do have a story for you today, and it's about copywriting swipe files. It's about how to use your swipe file in the right way. Because the vast majority of people who talk about swipe files, who talk about using swipe files, they're leading you astray. I'm sorry. Doing it wrong, doing it wrong. So I'm gonna talk to you. First, I'm gonna like ground this all because I'm gonna ground it all in why I hate swipe file copywriting so much. And then I'm going to turn it around and say, here's how I actually used a swipe file on a recent client project. All right, so like I said, I hate swipe file copywriting. Um, I think it's lazy. I think this idea, like it caters to the laziest aspect of us as humans where we don't want to have to do the work. And so we just like copy somebody else and we don't do the work of figuring it out. We don't do the work of everything that's required to actually ge generate success. And it's like, if you do the hard work now, success will come faster. If you don't do the hard work now, success will come slower. This is not doing the hard work now. And I think especially the way that swipe files are often taught is basically like, oh, if you steal the words of this person, if you steal the ideas of this person who was actually speaking to a different market, who was speaking to, um, to a different moment in the market, who was speaking to a different appeal, speaking to a different audience, right? If you just copy that person who was trying to accomplish something different, you're going to be successful. No, no, <laughs> actually not. Um, and, and what often ends up happening is when people use swipe files in that superficial way, it ends up being very ineffective because you can't take something that worked over here in this different situation and apply it over here and expect it to work the same. Um, that, that kind of superficial surface level copper, copying is not effective in terms of tapping into the market zeitge zeitgeist, like the, the, the current feelings and emotions and beliefs and reactions of the market, right? Also, if you're straight up copying, that's illegal. Like any creative work, including advertisements, even though you see it duplicated all over the place, is technically protected under copyright law. And if you're copying somebody else's work, it's technically illegal. So don't copy other people's work. <laughs> also, and had this, had this interesting thing happen a few years ago. I was the copy chief for one of my clients and we were hiring copywriters and we put out like a, a, a spec request, right? Um, and that's where people write a couple hundred words of copy. We see what we like. And um, depending on that, we're going to hire one or more of these copywriters that submitted this. Well, what happened was one guy submitted some copy and I was like, oh, there's parts of this that are super powerful, but the message is kind of disconnected and it doesn't really seem to be talking to investors based on where the market is today. So I do a little bit of digging and I quickly realized that this guy basically stole a couple sentences from Clayton Makepeace here, a couple sentences from Gary Bensavinga here, a couple sentences. And he was stealing other people's work. That's not, that's not what we're going to talk about for swipe files. He was stealing other people's work and uh, like it, it, it didn't even make sense in the context of the current market. It wasn't talking about what was going on in the market. 
because he wasn't putting a single thought into it. So I called him out on it and he kind of flipped out on me. He called the customer service line of the company. They got the executives and founders of the company involved and there were way too many stupid phone calls. The guy like, he really flipped out on me. Like he, he would have, uh, I swear he would have like picked a, a physical fight with me if we were in person, but this was all like over the internet and over the phone. But that type of swiping is absolutely not acceptable at A-list clients that are putting their, their stuff in front of markets that are, that, that have seen all the great copywriting, right? Like, absolutely not. Maybe you can get away with it in other markets, other niche markets, but not in the A-list markets with the A-list clients. So I have this whole thing against swipe file copywriting. Then I just use the swipe file. Um, so true story. <laughs> I was in the middle of this client project and I'd done a ton of research, found this compelling idea. Nobody is talking about this particular idea. We'll just say it's, it's related to investments. So nobody's talking about this in the investing world. And uh, it, it's really compelling. And so everybody on the team was excited, like, oh, this is a really cool story to be able to go out there and tell. And so I went to tell the story and I went to start to put all the research together into a piece of copy that I was just creating, you know, from a blank page, right? And I have enough experience in direct response copy and financial copy that, you know, I can do this. I've done this successfully in the past, but draft after draft, we're just not hitting right. And so we were going, like everybody on the team was going from excited to frustrated. I was excited up front and then I was frustrated. Uh, the people on the team were excited up front and then they were frustrated because the copy was just not hitting. And the other thing that was happening is like every round of edits, they were killing my energy as a writer, but they were also killing the energy of the copy. So as soon as somebody gets in there and starts moving stuff around and saying, this needs to go here, this needs to go here, like it really, it it's so hard to reorient yourself into that copy like, and it, it just, it takes the energy out of it. It takes the energy out of the writing process and the energy conveyed in the writing. So here I was banging my head against the wall and it was my darkest hour. So that's a, it's language from storytelling, but this is also something that um, I saw Mike Palmer give a speech on years ago about the emotional journey of a copywriting project. And there's a visual of this. It's the Kubler-Ross uh, change curve. And she talked about it in the context of um, any kind of change. And it turns out it applies in so many different places. So there's this initial like um, positive energy that comes in the beginning of, of a project. And here she has shock and denial. And that's not really what I, what I want to emphasize here. But like at the beginning of a project, you're, you're like, okay, uh, so this is going to be a big project, but I'm ready for it. Like, this is a cool idea that I found. It's awesome, right? It's, it's going to be great. We're going to make a whole bunch of money. Everything's going to be excellent. Cool. And then, you know, the reality starts to hit you. And so you start to run into frustration, right? And that's exactly what I described. Edit after edit. Nothing was really singing like it needed to sing. And kind of sunk into this depression, right? And this is, this is the darkest hour, right? Sunk into this depression of like, oh God, 
I, I don't even know, like, I should just give up on this. I'm, I'm you know, I suck as a copywriter. I'm terrible. Um, why am I even a copywriter? All of those feelings, right? Um, and so at that point, you can give up, right? You can give up, but you're going to like go back to the beginning and you're going to end up in this frustration and depression cycle again if you just give up. So the better thing to do is just keep moving forward, right? And the next stage here is experiment, right? And then decision and integration and everything becomes much more positive from there. But the way to move from depression, from the darkest hour into the light is through experimentation and kind of figuring out how else you might do it in order to achieve the success that you wanted to achieve. And as part of that experimentation process, I did ask myself and the copy chief that I'm working with on this project an important question. He was specifically asking about, specifically like pushing this one part of the copy that for me was just bugging me. Like the more we pushed it up in the copy, the less, um, the less compelling it all felt. And so I said, what successful promo has done what you're, what you're trying to tell me to do? What successful promotion that you guys have run has done what you're telling me to do? Because I was just looking for an example, right? Like I was looking for an example that I could experiment with in my copy. And I wanted to know like if I could find that promo, what did it look like? How did that copywriter do it? Uh, and then zooming out a little bit, what was the, the, the deep structure of the copy? And we'll talk more about that in just a second. But I, I went back through my notes because this client had given me a few examples of controls that they'd had. They told me which ones had done best, all of that. And in the investment world, like the investments are always changing, right? So the, the specific content of the copy absolutely has to change, right? But the structures of the copy, for example, like a single stock promo is a single stock promo, a systems promo is a systems promo. Like the structure can be repeated from promotion to promotion to promotion, right? And so went back to a promo that was a couple years old, but that had been very successful for them. And I said, oh, this is doing that. This is doing that thing that we're talking about. And okay, it looks like they have it buried a little bit deeper, but there's some other things that they do leading up to it. And okay, there's a lot of interesting, cool things going on with this. So what can I, what can I, like, what can I learn from that, right? Like what, how have they structured this message that largely has to accomplish the same goals that like beat by beat has to hit on the same things because it was the same type of promotion right? What were they doing that I could copy, right? And I don't say copy as in copy the language, but how could I copy that structure? How could I copy all of that, right? So that's what I, I, I grabbed this white file. I'm kind of jumped ahead of my notes here. Uh, I found this previous winner for the client. And, and what I did was I printed it out with extra wide margins, right? I had the, the link to the web page. So I was able to say like, oh, I want two inches on the right and small margins on the other sides. Um, so I can just like, you know, draw a bracket around the different sections and write, this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. And I did a line by line analysis of the promotion, asking myself, what was the copywriter doing here? 
and, and how were they pulling it off, right? And this is something like, I have a note on my board about the, the daily Agora financial recommendations for copywriters. And they say, you should journal. You should, you should do a good job of getting thoughts out of your head. You should write at least a page of copy and you should read and annotate an advertisement. And this is exactly what they're talking about, right? Not like you can underline interesting wording and things like that, but it's seldom the, the specific wording that matters. Copy is not magic words, an incantation that you speak to the market and they respond. It's how you present a particular message that is compelling to the audience. And so I was asking here, like, how are they presenting this message? And then thinking for myself, like, what are the parallels, right? What are the parallels? So how can I take my idea? How can I take much of the copy that I have already written? How can I take my research and my sales arguments and put that in a, in, in a structure that matches their deep structure of the copy, you know, down to, well, they have about, you know, a hundred words doing this and they have 200 words doing that. And they have three bullet points doing that. And they have this, and I changed it up a little bit, right? I changed it up to match what I had. And I rewrote it all in my own words. I wasn't copying and pasting their stuff into my document. I wasn't doing a Mad Libs fill in the blanks, right? I think maybe there were a couple phrases that, um, that they inspired me with and that I borrowed. And there were quite a few that I typed what they wrote in at first. It was like transition phrases, right? Um, or more generic references. I typed what they wrote in at first, and then I went back and edited it so that it was in my language, right? But largely, I just transformed the entire promotion so that I was speaking my idea. Like, it looks brand new. It does not look like their promotion at all. It does not feel like their promotion at all. But if you were to analyze line by line, and you were to analyze line by line, right? Theirs versus mine. It's going to pretty much feel like the same promotion, right? And what happened, like, I was clear about this with the team. I was like, I, you know, I've been struggling on this. I know we're all frustrated on this. So this is what I've done to go back to the beginning on this. And so remember, I already said the team went from excited to frustrated, right? Well, this took everybody back to excited. It took me back to excited. It took them back to excited. And we've been struggling for a couple of weeks on this. And within about a week, I was able to crank out an entire new promo for this. And it really was an instant transformation. And, you know, it's, yes, there's always going to be some edits, but this was dramatically different and dramatically better than what I was dealing with when I was struggling to just come up with everything off the top of my head. And so if you're looking for a better way to use swipe files, a way that leverages you as the copywriter, that you're actually bringing your creativity to bear while also operating based on proven success, proven deep structure that works within your market, you know, this is it, right? And I think in this particular case, I really like that I was able to use an internal promotion versus an external promotion. So I'm not 
copying competition. But if I'm going into a new market where I don't have much experience, I might look at three different, four different promotions, five different promotions selling similar products. And I might do some external swiping. I might be less likely to do one, like one for one, but I might take, you know, this chunk from this promotion, this chunk from this, this chunk from this promotion, or all three of them do this thing in a similar way. So I'm going to do that in a similar way in my promotion. But always, always making sure that the work is original, that the work is mine, right? That the, the, the final product is my own creativity for my own market, my own market research, my own idea, my own um, client, my own offer, right? What I'm doing now has to still be the centerpiece. I'm just using this just like just like Star Wars used the hero's journey from Joseph Campbell's uh, Hero of a Thousand Faces, right? Just like Star Wars used that to tell an original story, that's what I'm doing here. And the other thing is you can sometimes get some really powerful inspiration from looking at other people. So yesterday I was talking to a very large supplement company and they were largely successful. They are largely successful on the strength of, well, they're successful on, on lots of different strengths. But when it comes to paid traffic, they've been running one particular type of offer. They were trying to crack the nut on a different type of offer. And I looked at their page and I said, you know, everybody else in your market is, is structuring the offer a little bit different than what you're doing. And I, I said, let's look at this. Oh, here's an example. Let's look at this. Here's an example. We can look at more. There are more examples. But if I'm doing one thing, it's not even changing the copywriting. It's changing how the offer is presented on the page, what precisely is being offered. In the case of a supplement, it's consumable. So it's, I'll give you a hint that it's quantity related. Um, but to, just to look at these different promotions and come up with different ideas for what you can use because you see it being used over and over again, right? And if you want to go deeper into, into deep structure, especially, and understanding deep structure, because that's so essential if you are a copywriter, if you want to be successful as a copywriter, understanding what's going on beneath the surface of ads that actually sell, that generate conversions, that generate leads, customer sales, and profits, my high velocity copywriting course is focused on sharing that. And I'll include a link in the description to that. I've also recently just added a, an analysis of Joe Carbo's Lazy Man's Way to Riches ad in Why Ads Worked, uh, which is another training where I look at ads and break them down based on what the copywriter is actually doing. And I'll include a link to that in the description too. Those are part of BTMS Insiders. So my call to action for you at the end of this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. Ask yourself how you can use this. You know, how are you going to use this to uh, do more effective swiping going forward? Swiping that's actually going to get you the result that you want. Uh, swiping that's going to lead to you writing probably better copy than you're writing right now. So ask yourself how you can use this. Check the links in the description to High Velocity Copywriting, Why Ads Worked, and to BTMS Insiders. With that, I'm Roy Ferrer. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. And hey, I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye. 
Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.